first up, Pearl. About your character in the tan with you video. You gotta loosen it up, girl. Come out of your shell. We want more vitality and more energy and more star power. Are you a stoner, girl? Because that's like the vibe I got. I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of girls here that are sort of taking their time coming out of their shell, but I feel picked on almost. All right. Thanks, Pearl. Thank you. Okay, so at once, I hear what Michelle is saying, right? I don't like how she said it, but I hear what she's saying. And at the same time, Pearl, right, is saying, I feel like I'm getting picked on. And, you know, nobody's talking about the other people that kind of need to come out of their proverbial shells. So mm-hmm. I am left here like, well, now, now, I, now I don't know what to feel, right? Um, I guess I'm usually on the side of the contestants. Um, I think when I watched this, I was on Michelle's side, obviously, like... Come on, girl. Like, wake up. Wake up, Pearl. Like, I, yeah. I, I got that. And I, wake and I, up, six. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like uh, there's some other people that you could be saying the same thing to. And for some reason, they're not. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, there's that. There's the fact that, you know, not every, it's not everyone is at a 10 and she's at a 2. Um, she's definitely giving a different kind of energy. Um, but then it's like, I mean, just kind of looking looking back from now, I think that if Pearl was on season 10, I don't think this would be happening. I don't think this would be coming up. I think, I feel like we've gotten used to a certain brand of like either quiet or cool queens, you know? Like I think of like an Aquaria. I feel like she could have kind of a cool vibe um, or kind of like a, I don't know, like I feel like they're more forgiving of queens who have their own kind of energy, which I think Pearl does. Aquaria was kind of like, you know, like Bambi on the ice, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Pearl seems kind of like, I don't know, um, a, a minx just kind of sitting by herself. Um, well, and I think that, like, both of those are are innocuous. Like, both of those are totally fine. I think maybe what they liked about Aquaria was, like, oh, if she's a little nervous, then we can keep her, you know, scrambling. Whereas Pearl just doesn't – Pearl has turned into kind of the, like – it's like the teenager in the room, you know? Sure, sure. She's kind yeah. of, like she's, – she's starting to go into her rebellious phase. And honestly, I mean, I think I am on Pearl's side. I think when she said, like, you know, there's a lot of girls here who could who haven't really fully come out of their shell, but you guys keep picking on me. Right. I mean, it's kind of like balls in your court. Where's the lie? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it was Sister Mary Powder Blue who wrote in and told us more kind of about what was going on with Pearl and her interview with Hey Queen and some other things that she saw uh, when she saw Pearl at Roscoe's. But um I guess the producers were kind of mad at Pearl because she wasn't opening up a la Cameron Michaels. Like Mm -hmm. she wasn't talking about her trauma as a child. You know, she wasn't going into the detail. And I feel like there was a push to 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 get Pearl to open up and to break down. You know, that Mm -hmm. there was this thing that they wanted to just kind of crack her so that then they could send her home. You know what I mean? They wanted the drama. They wanted her to break and they did get the break this episode in Untuck. They certainly did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they're not getting it on uh, in the workroom or on the runway. Obviously, next episode is a different story. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, RuPaul versus um, uh, uh, Pearl. But I, uh, yeah, so it, considering all of that, I, I guess I am a little bit, I see what the judges are, are getting at, but it also seems very forced where they're, they're, 
clearly just targeting this one character to get some sort of story out. And it's not coming out, and she's not going to let it out. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, we know that all of this is not entirely organic, but I think there's that fine line where you have to, like, we're going to see the strings eventually if you're really trying to manipulate something to happen. Eventually we're going to see something. You, You can edit around it, but then it's like, okay, well, you've edited something out that feels like I'm missing something here. You know what I mean? Like, I think if they're going to keep pushing and pushing for Pearl to like share her story or whatever, and she's just not doing it at a certain point, we're going to see that they're, that's what they're really trying to do. Yeah. I mean, we saw it blatantly in season 10 with Cameron when they had the inner saboteur challenge. And even Mm -hmm. the pot, even the podcast episode, we got a little bit more of, of Cameron, but uh, yeah, we're just not getting the sob story, the, uh, the history that, you know, I think uh, RuPaul's Drag Race often features on some mm-hmm. of these queens. So devil's advocate, just because, you know, why not? I wonder if the other way of looking at this is that there's that idea of like by opening up, by sharing your story, you're, you're like other people are feeling heard or other people are feeling that they're not alone or they're feeling like, you know, their story is on television or they're feeling inspired because they see themselves in you. Is that... Now, I know that there's also this way that we're seeing it of they're trying to produce a great TV show here with lots of drama, but I guess you could frame it there as well, that if you open up and share these parts of yourself, um, that's like where you're doing the really good work of Drag Race, of like creating that sense of community, you know? Yeah, okay, so, and I guess to kind of counter that, I would say two things. One, it's not her responsibility, right? It really isn't. It is her choice, um, and she doesn't have to say anything that she doesn't want to say. Maybe she's not ready to yet. This is, you know, she's a 23-year-old queen. Two, you go to a queen like Ginger Minge who tells that story about the woman um, who had two weeks to live. Amanda let us know what disease she had, um, and uh, she went to the drag show, and that's how she got life. She didn't need to hear Ginger Minge's and the other queen's stories she just needed the performance. She just needed the gag. And that's and that's what connected her. So I guess to, I hear that. And I guess to counter that, I feel like on the first point, it's like I do think that once you've signed up for RuPaul's Drag Race, you've signed up for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. You've signed up for the competition and the reality show. So and- are you not are you not connected are you not connecting with Paul? Uh, with Paul? With Pearl this season? <laughs> with Paul? Uh, I <laughs> am. Disastrous <laughs> way of saying Pearl. 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 Um, uh, no, I am. I I'm connecting with Pearl because I'm seeing, I'm seeing the unproduced parts of her. I'm seeing her sharing herself organically, and I'm saying, right. oh, that's who you are. But this more uh, you know inorganic way that they're doing is not. It's not working. Um, but I do think it's a collaboration and I think you do have to have queens who are willing to share their story or ready to open up. Um, and you know, because you're making a TV show, I don't know. I see that side of it and I think it's a really fine balance because there is a benefit to sharing your story. I mean, how many queens have talked about dealing with suicide, dealing with, you know, uh, stuff with their parents coming out. Colin, all of what you're saying, I agree with, and I think is true, but do I think calling Pearl, uh, asleep and having no personality or a less personality. Do I think that's a good tactic to get it out of her? I, I, I don't know. And maybe the tactic doesn't matter, but I don't think that that is the way that we're going to have this conversation with Pearl. No, I mean, no, I think 
regardless of any any other intention, asking someone, you know, are you a stoner girl? Are you awake? Like doing <laughs> doing that is not going to encourage someone to want to open up, regardless yeah. of the situation. Yeah, I agree just, on that. And and just to clock also, I mean. People know I love Michelle Visage. There was uh, a way that Michelle Visage said, come out of your shell. Like, because she's tired of saying things like this. She's tired of saying something kind of so contrived Mm -hmm. on a show that is about kind of coming out of your shell. So I get why she said it that way. But it comes across as just not very compassionate. Yeah, it's a it's. Yeah, it's a little tone deaf, and I think, I don't know. I think in this case, it's Michelle the character. It's the, it's the, it's the the aunt. It's the mean aunt slash aunt, <laughs> however you pronounce it, um, who's got to nitpick a little to you know play her character. So I yeah. also recognize this isn't like Michelle, Michelle. This is like Michelle Passage, the the character. Yeah. This is before she made a door cry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all before <laughs> and after making a door cry. <laughs> Making a door cry uh, as opposed to a window cry. <laughs> well, you know, a window. <laughs> Windows are the eyes of the house. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a pun in here and I'm like too tired to find it. So let's oh, just get sorry, into Mary. it. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's uh, let's tell our Marys then what they're listening to. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we are, of course, listening to they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And we are back together on All Right, Mary after our little Freaky Friday last so week. So you mean you we were back together like it was before? Stronger than ever, there ain't no more to say. Hey. hey. <laughs> Let the music play. Um... Yes, we are, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and we're of course continuing our season seven recap with a spoof. There it is. Mm, spoof. There it is. This uh, is a notorious episode, um, mm-hmm. not just because of uh, Trixie going home, but I think that uh, I think that the the challenge was difficult. A and B, we get a big mouthful of Lucian Piani. Who we has been uh, a crazy figure in the drag race world. Yes, yes. We do see uh, Lucian, where we saw Michelle pre-making a door cry. We're seeing Lucian pre-him sharing pictures of his penis on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. saying racist things. So, uh, yeah. Oh, how things change. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how the years go by, Amy Grant. Um <laughs> So so let's just get into it. Let's let's go right to the workroom after Jasmine's elimination. Ooh. Uh, so I, the the first thing I wrote down, of course, fame is just she's done. She's like nobody wants to pop the corns and feed the children. That's disgusting. <laughs> Who thinks of that shit? Like she's just like she's sing for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just like so grossed out and so done. Um, uh, yeah. She calls her. Uh, she's a bad seed in the bunch. Now I know that this is reality TV. It's hyperbole, but like. Whoa, way harsh tie, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, fame. Like, you're nicer than that. You yeah. know, we know this. Yeah. So, so fame was just. Get, I'm trying to think. Like, did fame and Jasmine have any kind of conflict in their brief time together? I exactly. Like, that's why I'm like, where is all of this coming from? Right? Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't even on her team. Like, it's all weird. Right. She's never worked with her. She never worked with her. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, next. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Next, uh, th- the next note I have is the staged water throw on Pearl. Oh yeah, I know. It's kind of like I. Is there something similar with like Jinx falling asleep in the confessionals? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's right, this right. gag. Yeah. I just I you know from the very get go. I mean this that's kind of like an act one gun in mm-hmm. in a sense of like we got to pro- put pour water on Pearl. That's hard to say, Mary. Yeah. Pour water on Pearl. Um and. It's like the producers were like, oh, let's get this take. And because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to wake you up. We're trying to, you mm-hmm. know, brighten yeah. things up a little bit. Yeah. Like I was thinking of how they like created that moment of like, you know, they keep telling you to wake up. We should do this little bit where we like throw water in your face. And you know what I mean? Like it's. And she know. was literally like, okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> so I just sit here and close my eyes. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Right. Do I get Whatever. another shirt? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're like, this is like the one I have to wear for every confessional. So, oh, uh, anyway. Um, speaking of shirts, Katya's shark shirt gave me life. Oh, is this what she wears in the next day in the workroom? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, we do see her in the confessionals gently weighing some grapefruits. They're sure, not, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, her shark shirt, uh, I can't remember that. From so it's it's a blown up uh, picture of a shark's mouth or like a, a shark opening his mouth and you see mm-hmm. the teeth and the teeth are up by the chest and then the mm-hmm. bottom teeth are down by the stomach like it's blown up. Oh, I see. All right. So it's just this gaping maw in the middle of her chest. Yes, exactly. Lovely. Exactly. Lovely. Uh, um, and, and Ginger was also wearing a kitten shirt, which I don't know if you noticed. I were... think I did. know. Yes, it was one of those like the, with the cat with the kind of spacey kind of background. Yeah, that... with three. there were three cats and a spacey mm-hmm. background. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. great. <laughs> These little nerds. Uh, yeah. So then RuPaul shows up to... Oh, no, we have the little vi- the video message from Rue where I wrote down the line, rock out with your schlock out, which I just feel like that's kind of what all of these little like, like when I think of rocker chicks or I think of the one from season three, I just think like that's what this is. It's like you're just rocking out with your schlock out. Get ready you're to schlock. Doing your bit. Yeah. Get ready to schlock. Yeah. yeah totally. Y'all ready to schlock and roll? <laughs> Woo. Better put these Sh- things back on. Schlock and roll, baby. Schlock, yeah. Schlock and, schlock and roll. <laughs> It's not, my, it's not my first time. It's not my first time <laughs> changing a catchphrase. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, or, or something like a, sh- a catchphrase. Um, so, yeah. so yes, We've uh, made it one. Yeah. <laughs> there's no mini challenge. Uh, we find nope. out that this challenge is way too big. Um, so I kind of thought uh, the work with Lucian P on me is kind of the mini challenge. And then the filming <laughs> it's a is challenge like, in its own right. Yeah. yeah. And then the filming is uh, the main stage challenge. But because uh, they even had a runway, too. Like, there was a lot to do. This is a busy day. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I have to say, like, you know you know my feelings on the rushing for supplies for a mini challenge? Yeah. I don't know if that's worse or the divide yourself into teams Colin? situation is Colin? worse. Colin? Colin? I, ca- I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's divide like, yourself into teams. Okay, this is... First of all, this is the easy. I'm going to go on a little rant here because this is the easiest thing for a teacher to do, but probably the worst thing for students. Okay, because you have one, students will definitely choose their friends. Okay, they're definitely going to choose their their friends, which is terrible for like classroom management and getting things done. Two, introverts will be left to their own devices, which is usually stand there and be helpless or unsure or nervous or anxious. Okay, that that was me. Like I literally panic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, teams will be lopsided or like groups will be lopsided. So strengths will not be evenly distributed, right? 
mm-hmm. to ensure the success of the projects or to, to make students to set students up for success. Right. Um, and then four, it creates and solidifies the cliques and hierarchies that are that exist within the group. So it's like picking teams in gym class, but worse because it 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 allows everybody just kind of scramble and the the losers, the unwanted people are just are just left out to pasture, right? It's mm-hmm. cruel, it's not student-centered and it's not setting anybody up for success. So I hate it, and I and I guess it makes for interesting TV. I don't know. I was going to say the four reasons why you wouldn't do it in the classroom are the four reasons you would do it on TV. Well, and I right? would argue, I could argue against that, where it's like, uh, don't you want to? Don't you want all of these challenges to be successful? I mean, I guess not. I guess not. Well, I mean, I think that's like we're kind of like that's looking at it from like a like a Drag Race Thailand or a Dragula point of view, where it always sure. felt like the end product's still going to be good. Right. We don't want to put on a bad show. Whereas I think Drag Race is the the ratio of reality show to competition is more reality show. Yes. It's yes. So, like the real meat of the matter is is yeah. the conflict and the screwing up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I get that, and of course, yes, on a reality show. You know, feed them to the wolves, Mary. Let's see how this turns out. You know, this is a car crash. I can't wait to see. Right, right. But Um, in reality, outside of the workroom in Simi Valley, California, (laughs) it's a terrible situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm coming at this from a former teacher and from a former student where it's just like this is awful. And so when when the poor little Violet, Max and Jaden all just kind of looked at each other, I'm like. Oh, and then I was rooting for them right. uh, automatically. Right. Because yeah. Violet says, well, I've already been picked last twice for teams, so who the fuck cares? <laughs> and, like, yeah, they, they really um, – well, we'll get to it. But, like, yeah, they, I think they – I think theirs was actually the best one yes. for a couple of reasons. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Um, and, you know, I mean, the truth is out of these cliques, right? You have Ginger, Kasha – and Kennedy, Trixie, Katia, Fame, and Pearl—they're like a click. And then Candy is kind of—it's just like it was like you forgot about Candy. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, like, how did Candy, how did Candy end up with Kasha, Kennedy, and Ginger? I don't know. I feel like they turned around. They're like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, how long have you been sitting here? Right, 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 right. right. What's that other have voice you- singing, Candy? <laughs> I thought you, you went home the time? first week. Where's Tempest? Oh, it's a good thing I brought a sweet tooth. Yeah, because Kitty Poe is apparently in the motherfucking house. (laughs) She's been right on our alley the whole time. She's been right on our alley. There she is. Uh, Um, Oh, Candy. But if you touch it too close, (laughs) they finally, they 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 must have gotten burnt. They must have gotten burnt. Yeah, they got a little burned. Uh, But yeah, so Trixie, she's kind of like top dog. It's really interesting because Trixie's like, I grabbed Katya. I grabbed Fame because she could sing. Or Katya because she's funny. Fame because she could sing. And then Pearl because she's my girl. Yeah. So it's like Trixie was the one who kind of like led that, which I think is an interesting um, hierarchy that Mm -hmm. that we kind of see, right? It's like, oh, they all kind of go to Trixie, right? Yeah. Well, and and we'll get into it. But like that group, it's like that song was also really good. And the four of them had a good dynamic. So it's a shame or had a potentially good dynamic. So it's a shame that it didn't fully work out because it was like, oh, the elements were all here. I just they just something got lost along the way. You know, sure, sure. Um, uh, so, so anyway, so those are the groups. I also feel like Ginger's group. Uh, Ginger can sing. Kennedy can sing. And then you have Kasha, who's kind of like the Katya, like she's funny mm-hmm. and she's going to do something funny. Mm-hmm. And then you have Candy, and it's like, well, we don't know what Candy's going to do, but yeah. she's in the group, you know? She's so. pretty. Yeah. 
She likes to look pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Said herself. Uh, that was a strong group. Um, and you wouldn't think that Max, Jaden, and Violet were going to turn it out the way that they did. So Yeah, they were like, they were kind of like the little scrappy ones that like were surprising. Like I kind yeah. of expected, I guess, Trixie's team to have kind of a, I, I don't know, I expected them to do, I guess, better, but I expected the song to be good. I expected them there to be ideas because Katya's funny and Trixie's funny and like um, fame can sing. Uh, <laughs> And Pearl's my girl. Yeah. And Pearl, you know, yeah, and I'm a Pearl girl. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just a pearly girl. I'm, just, I'm a yeah, I'm just a pearly girl. <laughs> What's up from Oh, that's right, Sahara. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't more you it, want from Miss Miss Pearl. Yeah, I'm just yeah. a pearly girl, which is appropriate because you know there's an homage to her this episode. That's so. true. This episode uh, or next? This next episode. Is, oh, it's next episode. Sorry, I wa I I watched ahead. Or it's yeah. two episodes actually because. Oh. It's the I watched, a, I watched yeah. a head ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. How's your ahead? Yeah. <laughs> no complaints. Yeah, yeah. you'll find uh, out. Yeah. yeah in two out. episodes. Yeah. I'm really in my head right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so before we get to meeting the teams, I just I have to I need and I wonder if this read to you um, the the I the cringe of RuPaul. You really need to straddle the world of music and comedy, and it. <sighs> And then Fame does this weird like snapping and like ooh, like this like ooh like waving a hanky kind of thing, yes, which is yes, a little yes. cringy. But it reminded me of remember and I remember this because I was watching All Stars three while I was cleaning my apartment last weekend. Um, when they do the uh, sort of like uh, chick flick, you know, uh, comedy like uh, acting challenge towards the end, like the top five. Where oh, oh, my oh, best right, bridesmaids' right, girlfriends. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There's that one. Yeah, that's part not, that's my one of my favorite episodes that we recap because you you gave me the image of Aja coming in going hong 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 while voguing. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So what I always remember from that episode is the way RuPaul says, and sometimes I love a sexy Amy Schumer comedy, and I'm like, she's been in like two. What are you talking? It's not like a genre. Uh, yeah, and by at that point, I don't think that uh, no. I, feel I, I feel pretty didn't even come out yet. No, one one movie called Trainwreck, which I wouldn't <laughs> call a sexy Amy Schumer comedy. Yeah, that wasn't really sexy. It wasn't was really it? sexy. It was like, get your shit together, sweetheart. <laughs> it wasn't sexy. It wasn't sexy at all. I didn't see Holly sexy. Hunter anywhere. There was no little back book about it. No, no so there's no little back book. She wasn't shaving grace. She, was, she wasn't closing anything. So <laughs> no, she was. Come fast. <laughs> Come fast. <laughs> That's from SNL, right? These yes, like it the, is. The SNL yes. parody of the closer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but they made it. Uh, Fred Armisen played. Oh, a matron alum. Yeah. Uh, Penny Marshall oh, as right. the Looker. <laughs> oh, that's right, the Looker. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was a spinoff of The Closer, and that's yeah. when they showed Calm Faye. Calm Faye. Oh, it's fabulous. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, man, you know, Fred Armisen, this, just a little, small little tangent. Fred Armisen is, he does such fabulous drag. Like, he really does. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, whenever he plays Penny, when one of my favorite drag characters of his, off of Portlandia, obviously, uh, on SNL, is when, I think it was with Zac Efron, he played the mom in a commercial. Oh, oh I'm your mother. <laughs> right, right. Hey! Hey! I'm hey! I'm mother! I'm your mother. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hey, no, no. <laughs> 
And I think Zach Raffron starts laughing at one point. That's oh, yeah. a really good skit. <laughs> skit. Yeah. Oh, so um. fabulous. Okay, so anyway, Mary, um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so oh, so you were clocking the cringy moment. So I'm clocking the cringy Star-Sing. moment. That sexy Amy Schumer comedy moment. Yeah. I hated that Is that, that what moment. this reminded you of? That's that what that what reminded it... me of. That's oh, what it took okay. me to. So there you go. <laughs> fabulous. Yep, one inconsequential detail reminded me of another inconsequential yeah, detail. Yeah, and then we started talking about Fred Armisen. So yeah. I'm all here for it, Mary. Yeah, I think it was worth the journey. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I clocked that moment of um, comedy. God, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think they laughed a little too hard. Like, Violet laughed a little too hard last episode. Yeah, she, I, I had noticed that, and Ama- Amanda didn't, but I wonder if you did that when Violet does that, like, she laughs way too hard when Ru- RuPaul drives away in the scooter. Yes, yes, and she yes. looks like a little I, I ostrich. Mentioned that, I, I mentioned that with Nick, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you, I, I loved how you said she looked like a little ostrich, because that's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that was her, a little ostrich. She's not a goose. She's an ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little ostrich. She's, she's a little roadrunner this episode. She so. is. Meet, meet. Yeah. yeah. Meet, meet, yeah. Uh, um, all right. So speaking of Violet, uh, we get Max's group uh, with Violet. Uh, and Max is... So not wanting to do anything raunchy, and this is when we get a very well soon to be. Uh, we get the gif uh, later on, but where Violet is just like not having this is Max the, thing, the so. talking head with the with the T pinky, yeah, with yeah. the T pinky, yeah, yeah T pinkies. That's I think that's like the term for it, right? Yeah, T pinkies. Yeah. Um, um, did you and, notice? Yes, sorry, did ahead. you notice in this scene? Because you know I love to notice the beats. I love to notice the background music. They had this great like. Carmen sampled like oh, electro bum, beat. Bum, 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 yeah. Bum. And I was the like, habanera, yeah, uh-huh. habanera. and I was just like, oh, where has this been track race and when is it coming back? Right? Yeah, it's public domain. Right. Uh, it, it, it sounded it's, so good. Yeah, Georges Bizet. Uh mm-hmm. trying to think that song is um it, it's it's basically like I'm a cat. If you call me, I won't come. But if I come to you, you better watch out. Like mm. that, reg- regard. It's uh, it's it's very sweet. Uh, so it's a little inappropriate, but um, it's also very raunchy, and I don't really like that sort of. Oh, thing, like so. a sexy Amy Schumer comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that on a tote bag. <laughs> but it's like, and it's the way she says it with the shoulders, like a a sexy, sexy. Amy Schumer comedy. Like it's a thing we all <laughs> indulge in. It's, it's like, oh, it's. it's 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 very like your mom or your dad is trying to connect with something young mm-hmm. that she doesn't know anything about, right? Right, right, yeah. Your dad and I are gonna go see that new ex, ex- sexy Amy Schumer comedy, <laughs> Train Wreck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She would say she, my mom would say Train Wrecks. Train Wrecks. Yeah, we're gonna go see Train Wrecks. Yeah, yeah. Car crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go see that movie. I feel fine. What is it? I feel I feel so nice. What is it called? <laughs> I feel pretty, Mom. I, I feel, feel pretty. pretty. I feel oh, pretty. Oh, God, you feel pretty, Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> but boys are handsome, not pretty. Remember what we talked about with Dr. Shapiro? <laughs> Shapiro, of course. Dr. Shapiro, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom would say things like, uh, I've told you this, but one thing that I always hated, she'd tell me when things were tray cool. Oh, God. Because <laughs> uh, she thought that was a phrase, like, mm-hmm. uh, God, your mom was just Doug Funny's older sister sometimes. <laughs> no, 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 no. With those Doug glasses. Funny's, Doug Funny's older sister was like, w- was excellent. If she anything, was... she's like more of like a Max. Max is very Judy Funny. Well, I think, yeah, oh, I picture your mom wearing Judy Funny's sunglasses in her beret and saying, hmm, 
oh yeah that the, that new place in the mall is Trey cool and it's like <laughs> it's not oh uh, it's no she it was uh, whenever she said it it was just made me want to scream so <laughs> thanks for working through yeah. that with me mary um anyway Max whenever I, boundaries. sorry whenever i hear make me want to scream i think of roxy andrews room full of monsters it makes me want to scream from riju rochu <laughs> uh, i thought you were going to talk about michael jackson and janet jackson make me want to scream oh ah! yeah I remember that video where they're on the spaceship where they're playing yes. tennis. Yes. Oh, that song is good. It's a great song. It's mm-hmm. a great song. Yeah. Uh, last dancing? Chance yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I wrote down Max has boundaries. I, I I kind of respect that, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's kind of annoying, but at least Max has the boundary. And he's like, hey, no, not into this. Stop. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess if you don't feel comfortable doing it, it's not going to be a good performance. So you might as well be up front. I don't right. know. Yeah. And, you know, Violet, I, she takes on her Debbie Downer kind of role in the group, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, I don't know. Uh, it was an interesting dynamic to see how they found success because it's like this was they were button heads at the beginning. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny in a way I could almost see in another um, <clears throat> version of this of Violet playing Bianca and really leaning into her inner Bianca because that oh. might have actually been really entertaining. And then Jaden would have gotten a door. I guess so, but like honestly, Violet wasn't giving me a door any more than Jaden would. So whoa, we are not in accordance there, Mary. We'll get there. No, we will no. get there. You want to touch my body? <laughs> Sorry, it's my door. Uh, yeah, well, that wasn't Violet's door. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's her a window. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, so we get to I want to tan with you, uh, and no one. Like Trixie's idea, like no one. Yeah. Uh, they were like, "Well, let's come up with some more. Let's, it's you know, let's do something I think, else." I think then no one liked Fame's idea even well, more. Well, this this literally made me cringe. Like sometimes I say things make me cringe and I feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but I literally had a physical reaction. Oh yeah, like I turned in my in on myself so much. I just turned into a butthole. I just like couldn't. I just couldn't handle the cringe of that look of. Her knowing as she's singing it that no one's buying it. Before she it's, got to touch my cock, she was like, oh, they're not into this, but I have sure, to finish it. Are you it. sure? Because for me, the cringe was that she said it with so much gusto and so much confidence. Like, yeah, let's do – it's like this. You I, know? Think there was, I think there was a Valerie Cherish flicker in her eye at some point mid-singing of like, <laughs> oh, this isn't – I got to land the plane anyway, but uh, this is not going well. This is my- not good. Not good. Take my hand. I want to touch your cock. And I love Pearl's reaction. That's going to be gross. It's going to yeah, be gross. It's gonna be, oh yeah, it's going to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> she like wastes no time saying, no, that's gross. Uh, and Trixie just kind of just shook her head very small. Like just like, no. Oh, right. That, that, that wasn't where the direction I was going with this idea. Yeah. Um, and then there's an interesting argument. Um, I, I was always taught by my first employer back in Chicago at the Chicago Cultural Center um, that whenever you come to somebody with a problem or a complaint, you should have a solution ready. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so fame is like. Okay, we'll come up with a better concept then. Uh, you know, don't complain with no ideas. Uh, but then Pearl's like, well, it doesn't have to land on me, uh, which I also see. But at the same time, you can't just poo-poo ideas. Yeah. You can't. No, you can't. I, I, I definitely have that point of view, like, at work and just in general. of Like, if you're going to bring up a problem, you also have to present an alternative solution. You must have a sense that this doesn't work. Right. So 
you must have a sense of what would work better. Right. So maybe it's like a, a yes and type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, or a no and, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, okay, so you want to kind of go sexual. Maybe we can take that and it's like, go in this way you know i don't right. I, I don't know i'm not creative enough but um uh yeah it's it's a hard situation and it certainly started some tension between pearl and fame right yeah yeah which we see kind of well we see kind of throughout the episode and then we really see kind of a nice resolution and untucked between them in right. a way you know yeah yeah um i i i i think i laughed out loud when pearl says Ugh, whatever let's just fucking do tan with you yeah <laughs> And Trixie's face was just like, fuck my drag. Like, like, all right. (laughs) Now it's good enough. Great. Cool. I guess last call came and nobody else was sitting there. So you're going to take me home. All right. Uh, Cool. Cool. Yeah. You got a car? All right. Cool. Let's go. It worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was right. (laughs) Well, Blige, I was right. I was right. I was right. right. (laughs) Um, So Rue walks in. Uh, She goes over to (laughs) Ginger and Kasha's group, uh, Kennedy's group. Um, We, I, I thought this was a little cruel of the Mm -hmm. editors or Rue when Kasha talks about her Rihanna parody. Yeah, she got the dumb boob at it. It was like, it wasn't that bad. I, I thought it was a cute idea. That's what Kasha does. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you, you know that's what Kasha does. So if that's what she says she did, why is it like, uh-huh, like, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's her brand. That's kind of like saying to Dusty, like, enough of the dots. It's like you right. knew coming in, there'd be dots. Yeah, you knew there'd be suburban yeah. puns all the way. Yeah, yeah. Sure. you knew this is what sure. she did. But um, yes, I felt like that was kind of a. Uh, if I saw if I saw that in Wisconsin, I'd be like, oh, I'd make that face she made when she first entered the workroom and she like looked at the camera after Violet made that <laughs> right. comment about the boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I'd make that face. Uh, um, yeah, I don't have much n- notes on this group. I, it's it's Same. just very you know a basic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, he he visits with uh, Larflin Boyle and uh, Violet and Max, and I feel like again just kind of does the uh huh right uh huh like oh well don't compromise your Christianity okay right know. but it's mostly a lot of like not really buying it which right. is interesting when you think like this is the team of like these are the like the leftover toys you know what I mean like these are the, the with the land of broken toys what's that whole thing <laughs> misfit, of misfit toys, toys. Misfit yeah. Toys, yeah these are the misfit toys so I feel like. Rue, some kid gloves. Come on, girl. Yeah, come on. Come on. Give him a break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I will say that the concept, or at least the phrase, get ready to clock, it it doesn't sound funny. It's mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, that's what you came up with, girls? Right, right. Okay, I don't, it, it just seems like a stretch. I The whole, sh- the, that would be my only critique of that music video, is that one line it just doesn't pan well. Yeah, no, I agree. It just it doesn't really, it doesn't translate into something like tan with you. I'm like, okay, it's about tanning, you know? Right, right. Um, and then like I got paid. I mean, I don't think that was the best song, but um, it worked. You know what I mean? I just I think yeah, this it didn't make as much sense. But on the upside, what I think that this had going for it was they took on the challenge of not just doing a parody song, but basically doing a little like pre snatch game impression. Sure. And I feel like that was like, okay, I'm kind of forgetting that the song makes no sense because, like, you're taking on, like, a big challenge here. 
Well, okay, so you call it a big challenge. I think in comparison to the other groups, this group, all they had to do was rewrite the lyrics because their video was already conceived. I mean, I don't have to come up with any other concept except, all right, we're going to do that music video almost shot for shot in a way. And then all we have to do is do the lyrics and I, do the I, do the impressions. I yeah. think I got paid. They just stood there in a line and did choreography. Well, I have thoughts on that too, but like it, there was there was a concept there with like oh we're selling things and you know what I mean. I I do. I really thought I got paid was overrated. So okay. Yeah. Um, I mean so I, I agree you, with but that. I, just, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, um, anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, that's my, that's my Alan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Rue visits with Team Trixie. Uh, and I feel like Rue was into what they were doing. Like, Rue was like, okay, this seems great. This seems funny. Much to the chagrin of Pearl. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like almost in a way, Rue liked it just because they wanted it to get under Pearl's skin. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he was loving the conflict. He was like, oh, yeah. so what's going on? Who's um, who's not liking this? What's happening? Right, like, he right. was. Oh, he Pearl? Was, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. He was like, tell me all the <laughs> gossip. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because Trixie's face. When uh, fame like, lets the cat out of the bag, so to speak, uh, Trixie's like, fuck, why are you telling her? They're going to they're That's what the producers look for. And I think Trixie knew that, like mm-hmm. they will look for any type of thing to exploit to right. send somebody home. Right. You know? And if you give them more material, they'll they'll pick from that. But if you keep things a little under wraps, I mean, we've seen queens who've been like, I'm just going to turn it out. I'm going to figure it out. And then that's kind of like the death knell. But right. then I think of a queen like Tyra, who's like, no, I got it. I This isn't how I rehearse. And then you see her in the performance and she does great, you know? Right. So I feel like uh, if you're very confident about what you're doing, then don't share too many details. Because <laughs> then it'll get into your head, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Um, so enter Lucian Piani, uh, RuPaul's former producer. Yes, yes. Uh, he is young, sprite, handsome, um, kind of shy and a little meek. Uh, yeah, which I thought was you know uh, interesting to kind of look back on. I have more thoughts on him later, um, but I will say this just to kind of throw it out there: like when I see him at the judging table, like I I don't know, I feel bad. Oh, just in terms of how everything pans out with him. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly. granted, I have like I have no compassion really for anybody that's gonna spew hate and whatever, but like this. Clearly, I mean, like, literally attacked and dragged all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a drug-related illness, a mental illness, perhaps, something. Um, and it's sad. It's just very sad because he was he seemed so innocent in a way. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you know, looks aside, just kind of just young and, and excited and well, kind of like, oh, my God, I'm RuPaul's producer. You know what I mean? And clearly talented. He made a lot of really great music and was uh, in a great place in his career. I mean, you think about it, like the show he was working on and contributing to. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of details. I feel like there's all kinds of things I'm not even going to like try to get into. But the story that we see of, of Lucian being involved with Drag Race, it's like the show is just getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, you wonder, mm. it's like looking at it now, it's like if he had stayed, if, if everything hadn't happened that had and he was continuing with the franchise, it probably would have been amazing for his career. So it's, yeah, it's really sad in a lot of ways. And obviously just anything drug related, mental health related, it's like how it manifests can be very ugly, but underneath all that is very sad. And, um, 
very unfortunate. And uh, it's it's not always about a person just being a terrible person, you know? Right, right. And I think, uh, you know, so so easily and so quickly um, <clears throat> we jump to hate and we jump to tear people down, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of been the gut reaction for the past five five years or so. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, you want to get that anger out. Uh, but uh, there are times when maybe you should just leave that person alone. It's just like, okay, they're spewing hate. I'm going to go and look at somebody who's spewing love right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to pay that person any attention. I'm not going to give it anything, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that especially on the Internet, I, I don't think... I think a lot of people don't look for context. They just look for here's the piece of information. Here's the thing for me to react to. I don't need to think of the larger picture. I don't need to consider that. I see something that needs to be called out and I'm going to call it out because that that's my job or that's what makes me whatever better than them or whatever. It just, um, it's unfortunate because, uh, what are you like? What are you proving? What are you solving? What do you, what do you think you're doing? Oh yeah. You showed him like, the guy was a fucking mess. So I don't know. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to realize that like saying awful things about someone whose life is a mess on social right. media doesn't make you any better than them. Oh, totally. You know, there's um, a new kind of conflict. I think that started with Dear Evan Hansen's Ben Platt. But um, Ben, that show is very emotional for that character, for Evan Hansen. And Ben stopped going to the stage door after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started getting like hate tweets from oh. people. I heard about that, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's continuing, right? Uh, it's still going on. Actors, Broadway actors, okay? These aren't like big stars. Mm-hmm. Some of them are big stars. But uh, Broadway actors are getting hate tweets from people because they're they're not getting what they want. Um, and they think that it's their duty to do it. And I, and I know – I said duty, sorry. Um, I heard I it, and I didn't name it. I didn't call um, it out. It's the brown word. Yeah, um, we know we don't say uh, And the connection I'm trying to make here with someone uh, like Lucian Piani getting torn down on the internet for all of his hate, right? Um, it's not that – that's not the connection. The connection is how quick we are to get onto the internet and be angry, yeah, right? As opposed to – doing something to perhaps counteract your anger or counteract the hate in mm-hmm. that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, and I think it's because, I, I mean, this is just kind of like spitballing, but I feel like it's this mix of um, the need for catharsis, the need for release, the need to be heard, and then like how easily the, the internet facilitates that. You know, like you can, you can that, it's like the staples, that's easy button. There, you can immediately be heard or feel heard. Um by tagging someone in Twitter and like saying something terrible to them. And like you get all this like nastiness out of you by doing that. Um, but I think, <clears throat> I think the other side of all of that, it counter to what you're saying, I think when you don't do that, when you do just kind of indulge in spewing the hate, is you're not actually purging. There's no actual catharsis. It all just kind of like filters back into you. Because now you've just like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't actually help. Like I, I feel like if ever I've like indulged in like, snapping at someone or something i feel terrible afterwards i don't feel like you know what i mean i don't feel a sense of relief do you do you really (laughs) i'm just kidding sorry all right mary Um, thanks for the compassion no no i no i totally feel you um yeah when you blow up at somebody when you have a conflict and you know it's it's like when um you're having a bad day and you know somebody 
pushes past you into the train mm-hmm. and you're like, I want to kill that person. Right. Um, and maybe you say something like, watch where you're going. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's a catharsis there, but it, it, it didn't really help. I don't know. No, I think it's kind of like going on a crash diet. Like you'll, you might lose 10 pounds in two weeks, but then you gain 30 and three. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So like you gain you. it all back. Yeah, it's like instead of being angry at that person, why am I angry in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and just learning how to deal with those emotions, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think with Lucian, obviously he was tapping into a lot of racism that was going on, Trump's rhetoric, which was like disgusting during the election, and uh, and all of his fans were from this fandom, Yeah. right? So well, there was this certain delusion he seemed to have of like there was that rhetoric, but I think f- for whatever the reason was, he felt that he was interpreting it in this incredibly like, quote unquote, woke, liberal, welcoming kind of way of like right. of basically saying like that the N word is like it, it doesn't matter. Like none of this should matter, like like kind of charging into the fire as a way to extinguish it. And it's like, no, you're just setting yourself on fire. Right. You're not right. actually you're not revolutionizing that concept. Right. And his spiral happened even before that all went down. Right. That It started with Trump and Mexicans are rapists and like it's it, with all of that. Like, yeah, he was, I don't remember uh, the beginning. He was an of early it. he was an early Trump supporter anti Hillary. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where it started. And so and then, he, you know, he was obviously lashing back and and was getting into it and then uh, just spiraled. Um, so who knows where it started? But anyway, all that is to say, piece of shit. And I hope that I hope that something grows from it. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't know if he's a piece of shit, but I think he's a very unfortunate situation. Uh, who's sure. done some really shitty things? Right. Or said some right. shitty things. You know. Right. Um. So uh, we get obviously we are talking about Lucian because we're doing our recording sessions with Lucian. So we see Trixie's <laughs> team first. Uh, oh, Colin, are you going to talk about what I'm going to talk about? Is it Katya? Yes. Katya, she's like one of those inflatable guys outside of a new car dealership, <laughs> just flopping she's, around. Oh, my God. She's the kid in class who has ADD. Mm-hmm. That is just like, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to oh, do yeah, this. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. I, I'm just having. Uh-huh. And they, yeah. they just like never stop moving. Yeah. And like they, they, they cough too loud or they clear their throat too loud because mm-hmm. it's just like they, they, they don't know. They're not thinking about that. Right. Right. And and she I mean, Katya and we really see it like she's so in her element in this challenge. And she talks about like she had fun in this challenge and that helped right. like alleviate right. her nerves because I mean, this character, this situation, it was like, oh, th- like you could you could do this lady all day you know what i mean yeah, she knew her i watched regrets and she described this character to a t yeah it's reminiscent of that irregardlessy trish that she does as well she oh did, sure, she did a yeah. few of those which are genius that, she's, yeah. yeah she's fabulous she's fabulous um anybody that clears their throat into a microphone it's oof <laughs> yeah yeah um or eats her shoulder skin oh my god ugh ugh ugh, ugh. So gross. Uh, but sometimes you're like, well, I just have to know. No, I'm just kidding. Ew. I don't think I've ever eaten my skin. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Colin, we're changing the subject. I haven't. Um, what was the other thing we talked about that I it was that we were getting into? That oh, was cousins. Very, cousins. Oh, that's right. Being attracted to your family members. That's right. Hot, <laughs> hot uncles and cousins. Tumblr.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So fame. Uh, 
I guess fame had trouble hitting one passage of notes. Oh, that uh, that tan with you segment was yeah. That was yeah. a criminum because we heard that three or four times. So many times. Yeah. Tan with you. With you, know, you. That meltdown. Lucian couldn't really hit it either. He's like with you. Um, but yeah, so that was it. I feel like there was some shady editing going on here, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. The, it, it, she must have done well every other time. I think so, because it seemed like you could the, see the edges that like they were all kind of having a good time. This wasn't like fame circling the drain. It was just kind of like, right. well, let me find that that, you know, I can hold a note, as Juju would say. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, I hate that. But yeah, so uh, so when. Whenever fame said, like, I think I did best singing, then they showed that clip. And mm-hmm. it's like, guys, give me a break. Yeah. You know, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there, I think that's something of, in terms of like, why is season seven not everyone's favorite season? There's definitely some of those edits are a little like, they're like, they're so obvious. You know what I mean? That it's just kind of like, okay, come on. You're, you're being right. so obviously shady here. Like, have some finesse, you know? Totally, totally. Um, so Trixie, we find Trixie can't sing it up the octave. She can't hit She can't hit the high ones. I so, like the high ones. Mule. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meg, uh, um, yeah, she can't hit the sing it up the octave. You know, I, I want to say that this isn't all Trixie's fault, right? Like, you, you get the song that you get, right? And it's in the key that it's in. So Trixie's a baritone, obviously. And so... She just had the wrong key, so she had to sing it down. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's always bad. I don't think that's always like a death wish. And and it's also a reason why so many drag queens lip sync, right? It's because when they sing the song of like a diva, they sound like baritones, and it doesn't really like match the look. I mean, it that, doesn't have the same pop as like a female or higher vocal has. That would make. I mean, that would make sense to me that that would be a, just a general issue anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, wasn't this the same thing that happened in All Stars? Three with Adam Lambert where like he wanted her to go higher because it was more feminine and she's like right she's like yeah no I'm not gonna do that so yeah um, oh yeah she totally talked back to him yeah which was great uh, and she probably she might have talked back to Lucian but Lucian was like okay yeah just keep it there well like, he didn't care it's funny it's like Violet got some of the critiques that Trixie got with Adam Lambert in yes I noticed three, that I noticed of, like that. the interactions yeah right um, right and I also think in a song like this in some kind of situation like this I don't think like I don't think the singing has to be perfect. I think it's it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be loud. You know what I mean? Like I think it's sure. You just have to characterize. Like, yeah, there has to be some character. You mm-hmm. know, it has to be something you can lip sync to. You know, right? So you know, you know. Luckily for Trixie, she sounded great. Um, but also luckily, she has two Bomb dot com albums: Two Birds, One Stone, and Zero Fucks. Like, yeah, I, it's just like okay. So moving on, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, the long game is like, despite how all this turns out, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is all like fine once you kind of know that this all works out in the end. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like Trixie then goes on like an eight one hundred eighty two yeah. something yeah. crazy uh, city tour. Yeah, she makes a she lot sings. of music videos, <laughs> and she knows to stay on the set and not walk off. She's figured it all out. She's good, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think if there was any kind of critique that I think Lucian could have given her was, hey, you sound great down the octave, no worries. Just, you know, make the lyrics pop now. Like, give them mm-hmm. uh, some more character, I guess. Right. In, in the vein of, like, a Katya or Kasha, maybe not that far, but, you know, something something else. And mm-hmm. maybe he didn't need to give that note, you know, but uh, we didn't hear it. Yeah, and maybe that would have been, because I think there is that, that question, which maybe we'll get to later, of like, you know, 
we'll get to it later, but that feeling of like of RuPaul saying like we're not really seeing the Trixie we saw in the audition tape, and I think for all of us kind of watching these first four episodes, it was like, well, I don't, I don't think she's doing poorly. I don't know if I'm seeing the same problems you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, if she, if I'm guessing correctly, I feel like Trixie wrote most of that song, mm-hmm. right? And that's a lot of work. Um, so it, in that sense, like it was a clever concept. And the the lyrics were clever, um, and I so I it, it was kind of weird to see like oh we're losing you. It's like, well, did you like the video? Because yeah. that was me. Well, and I you wonder know? if what it is because I was thinking I wonder if it's because most of the most of the looks they've seen of her at this point have been softened on purpose of like okay. not doing not wanting to show the clown look, not wanting to be full clown all the time. And I clown nose, clown nose, yeah, clown nose. Whereas yeah. I think that like. What probably maybe what they would have wanted is like go full clown. We'll let you know when we want to see less. You right. know what I mean? Uh, right. That's true. Yeah. Go full clown. Go. You know, do your thing, Trixie, and we'll tell you if it's too much. We'll tell you if yeah. you know what. I'd love to see a soft. If you're eye showboating, next week. like yeah, right, right. Yeah. If you're showboating like Bob. Yeah. 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 yeah right. I hear you. Um, or would she um, even be told that? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. That's the tea. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, all this when I guess Pearl is singing. Um, Fame is looking at Lucian like she's the teacher's pet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, uh, I'm with you. Right, this is terrible. right. She doesn't know. Oh. You and I know, but you and I both. Uh, know, but right? you know, I'm I'm being good, right? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, she get out of your shell, girls. But she says, um, she kind of pulls a producer edit here. Uh, you got that white boy timing, and she's, tr- she's trying to like take over a little bit. Yeah, um, y'all get the tea and coot. She's doing um, a lot of that. It's like, fame. You had your moment. You did your Mariah. Right. Sit down, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, uh, Beyonce. Whatever. I think what she doesn't even say. Calm. Uh, Lucian doesn't say calm down, Beyonce. She says calm down, Mariah. No, like, I know. Lucian, but I'm saying. Yeah, I, but oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying calm I, down, Beyonce. Missed, yeah. He missed. He missed his chance, Lucian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. Right. Exactly. Because that was just exactly. He. Sh- uh. <laughs> calm down, Mariah. It's like whoa. No. Calm she, down, Beyonce. She was on season three, you boob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh touche, yeah. touche, touchy, touchy, touchy. Um, <laughs> Trey so, cool. <laughs> Trey, Trey cool. Um, so sissy that walk. Uh, I, I had nothing really uh, except Violet. We talked about this. Like Violet kind of was shady back to Lucian, and they had to get something here. Yeah, yeah. Like I, <clears throat> I took the note that like uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, Jaden does really well. Like I think that she like <laughs> figures it out. Um, and I just. <laughs> And I just read that Violet's a little Snapdragon because she keeps snapping back. Oh, Snapdragon. She's a little okay. Snapdragon. And I think yeah. even as— I mean, she's insecure. She's insecure. She's never done this. She doesn't know any of the lingo, and they're talking to her like she should know it. Sure. So, like, so you're going to be like, whoa, stop. I don't know anything, and I was going off of your cue, asshole. You yeah, know? so we know that that's her defense mechanism because, like, that's, that's, that's what she even says in Untucked. Like, she's had to be like this to, like— scrape her way to the top you know right so and and from talking to bitch Puddin, we know about atlanta's drag scene even nina bonina brown mm-hmm. sorry nina bonina brown like atlanta is tough yeah it's tough. it makes sense um but yeah i uh i didn't have a ton to say about this segment either um yeah 
Uh, let the music play. Uh, I just wrote that Ginger and Kennedy can sing. Like, yeah, they're just great. They're good singers. Uh, and then Paul Lind comes to the mic. Yes. Uh, I, and I felt like, <clears throat> again, they're really doing Kasha dirty here because in my mind, it's like she's being her character fully. You know what I mean? Like she was she was doing what Katya just did. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like why? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It wasn't like she was no. doing a weird character. It's so no. draggy. It's so like. Right appropriate and it creates nuance in the song you know exactly mary exactly and you know even let's pretend that kasha davis can't sing which you know she can mm -hmm. but let's even even if she was making up for the lack of vocals with a character at least it's interesting it reminds me of Kim Chi in uh, uh bitch perfect yeah she's like oh i can't dance i'll play a character that can't dance exactly yeah right like lean into who you are so that like all your good stuff comes out yeah yeah, when you have a mistake, you have to exploit it. Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just like, do it louder. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know what expression you want to say. Don't yep, say, it. Say, it. say it. Yep, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, uh, which is a deep office reference for any Marys who watch The Office. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. That's Kelly. Um, so, um, <laughs> who I love. Ugh, anyway, I can't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, so we go, we see t uh, Team Fame or Team Trixie, Team whoever, um, Team Tall oh, and White uh, doing yes. the workroom rehearsal. Well, not white. So. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Edit this part. No, don't. I don't care. Um, so, yes, Miss Fame is very much, we've discussed this, is being Chanel. Oh, my God. Yes. It's very, it's very, and all the boys, boys say. And we rise up on we all the boys say. <laughs> because I'm this boy. It's all the boys, boys say. say. Who, yeah. <laughs> it was very much a lot of that. And um, uh, I mean, I got to say for if we're going to talk about what a commentator is on Drag Race and what a narrator is on Drag Race, we get two back to back here. First, we get the commentator from Trixie, right? Mm -hmm. For somebody with almost no performance experience, Miss Fame has a lot to say when it comes to putting something together. Right. Commentating on the action. Facts right? are facts, then, America. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the narrator, right, Katya, with the audience. What in the fucking hell is going on here? Yeah, and like, and Katya has carried a watermelon at this point. Oh, she's, she's got both hands she's, out. She's baby in a corner, carrying a watermelon. <laughs> Candace what the Bergening fuck her is neck. going on here? <laughs> Just Candace Bergen trying to carry a watermelon. <laughs> carried a watermelon. Yeah. Uh, um. So. So anyway, yeah, I just, I clocked the commentator narrator here because it was like, okay, here it is. That, Here's the contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two perfect examples, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's nuanced. Uh, there's there's just a slight different entrance into what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's a different way of looking at what's happening. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so uh, we see the filming of uh, Jaden's team, Team Max. And uh, when Violet is doing a door, we get this big ah from RuPaul. Like, he starts doing the door, and then RuPaul is just like, ah! <laughs> and it's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's good. I'm guessing it's positive. I think he's into oh, it. Oh, well, I got to say, I thought this was, like, one of the most impressive uh, performances of Violet's. Because obviously we've seen her fashion up until this point. But I'm sorry. I thought this was great. I thought it was, it was well- uh, dragged up. 
I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I just don't, really? which, which is another office reference. Uh, but yes, I just don't get it. I don't see, I don't see a door at all. Like I just don't see it. You are full of shit. Are you serious? Girl, I said my piece. I'm telling you, I don't see a door. I don't see, I, she just looks like an ostrich with a wig on. Okay, I okay. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree here. Marius, chime in. You know, are you are, are you seeing a door here, or are you seeing you know Violet ostrich in a? You seeing a door um, or a window? That's what it's coming yeah. down to here. <laughs> you seeing a door or a yeah, window? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I talked about how they don't have to think as hard for the concept, um, but they did have to come up with these characters. Um, I thought Jaden Jaden was so fabulous, so good. I thought she did so well. Um, and she should have won this challenge. Absolutely. I, I loved, like, in the final video, like, she, first of all, she's, like, this little, like, dashboard hula girl, like, the way that she just keeps moving, like, her feet stay in one place, but her hips yeah, yeah, go yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. like, she found, like. Well, dashboard, yeah, yeah, the hula girl. Dashboard yeah, hula yeah. girl, yeah. yeah. But she found all these little things like that and, like, these little expressions that, like, she didn't have to do too many different things to, like. It, it's funny because it makes me think of her snatch game where she didn't do enough different things. But in this case, she found two or three Bianca nuances and just stuck with them, and it worked. Yeah, it really oh, yeah. worked because like yeah. you wanted and to. She see had the them. voice down too. The recording I think helped her a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah the voice was great. I I just think she looked like she was having a lot of fun. Um, totally, it was fun well, to so watch did Violet. her. Yeah, so did Violet. Yeah, I'm not saying she didn't look like she was having fun. I just felt like I also was getting from Jade in that like, ooh, that's a that's a good Bianca. Totally, yeah. Um, do you know what time it is now, Mary? Uh, it's eight oh two. No, it's time for my crazy eyes. Oh, th this <laughs> this was a moment. Uh, <laughs> time now, for my crazy eyes. <laughs> I gotta give it to Max though. She figured out how to do how to make you know. Courtney knows how to do sexy, but can she do funny? And she, I think that she figured out how to be funny how to be a drag version of Courtney so I disagree on that I don't I don't I thought she was the weakest I didn't think it was horrible um but I didn't see necessarily Courtney act I loved her voice I thought you know I thought the the faux um Australian accent Aussie accent um yeah was 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 fun I I I, I thought that was good but uh in terms of Everything else, I mean, I think I agree with Violet. Like, it did look like Max wearing a blonde wig. But I don't know how. I don't know what else you could have done. Like, Courtney you're is right. so. Like, what are her distinguishing features? You know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Crazy yeah. eyes. Crazy yeah. eyes. And you know, not for nothing, Michelle. But you, we got to see Max in something other than gray. Yeah. No, there it is. That's right. We did see it. We did see it. We did see it. Uh, so moving on, um, Kennedy in the challenge. I guess she's very, very funny, right? Uh, yeah, she looks like a rooster. Yeah. She, it, it's kind of like her character that she does in The Bitch List. I had the same thought. that This was like a, a, a less... A prequel. Yeah, the teeth were different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's the kind of performance that Rue loves. Rue loves that whole right. kind of like... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Coco, Coco trees. Yeah. Like her cousin from the backwoods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other, any yeah. kind of categories, categorization term I put on it, it's just going to be some probably offensive. So you know what I mean? When she plays that character, Rue loves that character. Right. And right. Kennedy's someone, good at it. You know, I, th I think it's like, it's someone from the hood. Yes. As, as from the say. Brewster projects. Yes. Yes. It might right. be, it might be someone you'd see there stereotypically. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I feel like, that's like a crowd pleasing kind of thing to win a challenge. I I thought it was fine. I thought Kennedy was fine. I was surprised she won. 
Yeah, I really surprised she won. I thought she was funny. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was very kind of like, you know, Cher's mom, like, oh, that's very funny. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, that was funny. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was funny. Um, it was very funny. I thought that Kasha kind of looked like an older Ben de la Creme, <laughs> which I thought was cute. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to talk about this moment. This could have been a clip of the week. Um, when RuPaul cuts in, when she hears, mm-hmm. you know, that that they, they clock drag you. Right. And you hear Michelle go, what'd you say about drag you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 Michelle, you ruined it. Yeah. You ruined it. No. Yeah. No. Now I know it's now I know all of this is staged. You all knew. <laughs> you read it. They told you. You really. <laughs> no. Michelle with that finger. No. 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 Uh, yeah, and but I thought it was an, an, actually a very funny, adorable uh, like bit that they did yeah. when RuPaul was like, "Well, that was one of my favorite jobs. Yeah, did change it's people's lives. Three seasons or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was. But anyway, again, like we have to remember, and this is, and the reason why I like that bit so much, and I'm gonna just call to all the Marys when we get moments like this, it's important to remember where the show came from, right? The show was making fun of reality competition shows. Mm-hmm. That's what this show was. It was never supposed to be serious. It's become serious because it's such a cash cow and it's on VH1 and people are like having fights and getting death threats now, so it has to be serious. But before it wasn't. It was just a joke. Mm-hmm. And all of the catchphrases, bring back my girls and... Uh, uh, lip sync for your life and don't fuck it up. All of that was parodying the catchphrases on other reality competition shows. Yeah. So when uh, we have moments like this, it's I I'm thankful. I'm like, oh right, this is all. Yes, that's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's tricky because in the beginning they could really they could stick to that. Like it makes me think of. I know I keep bringing up The Office, but I guess I'm just being consistent. Like in the beginning, it very you very much recognize the structure of there's a documentary crew filming an office and they definitely embrace that the whole time but then a few seasons in it's like i think everybody forgot this was a documentary because now i'm just like there's no reason there you know what i mean like it's, it doesn't look like a documentary anymore they're just I using the style and yes, so i think yes, that yes, drag yes. race and so but then every once in a while they kind of like refer back to it being a documentary and you're like guys like this doesn't make any like you can't just do that again when you decide to remember and so it's similar to that where it's like Drag Race will suddenly kind of do something with a wink, and you're like, oh, but you've been doing it so earnestly for so many seasons and so many scenes, right. you know? Right, right. Oh, wait, but people have been getting death threats, right? right? People, like, people yeah. have been believing this, so when all of a sudden it's like, oh, but guys, like, we're doing a bit. It's like, you, you can't just call it a bit now, you know? Um, right, well, it's either you, can't always- just have An- you can't just have Andy Cohen on, right? Like, you can't just bring someone like that on, because mm-hmm. we won't take it seriously then. Yeah, you have to be kind of consistent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so mean. Ugh, I don't know why. He just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, that's a personal story. I don't know. <laughs> he might want he or you might want to see a doctor about that. Um. Ugh, anyway, um, so Tan with you goes up. Uh, I think this is where there was a lot of uh, rigor Morris, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was some shady business here, right? Trixie walks off twice um, like she had no instruction to do otherwise. And I also see Fame and Pearl off to the side with a pit crew. So it's just kind of like, I don't... Yeah. What, did she just not get instructed? Like, what what actually happened here? That, maybe we could ask Trixie. That's a good question. I have no idea. I feel like there was a ton of editing. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll, and and I'm sure there was some confusion. There's always that that element of like, okay, what should we do now? Like, if you don't have it all figured out, you suddenly four people in a moment of pressure have to figure out details, and that almost sure. never works. Um, right. I will say I do really want. I love just isolated like the, the line. It would be great if we could all roll like rotisserie chickens. <laughs> like I just love that out of context. Um, I, it would be I great. Love Kati- yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. Actually, cluck, 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 cluck. That would be really um, fun in general. I I loved Katya with the cigarette because she was using the cigarette on the set like she was smoking it. This yeah, the cigarette. I feel like that she would, was always in character. It was the cigarette I, grounded I her in the character. <laughs> totally. Like once she started moving her hand around with the character and had like her lower lip jutted down, it was like now I'm her, you know? Now yeah. I got it. Uh, yeah. I'm Joanne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there it is. Yeah. 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 Um I I also clocked the moment um cue the track and the snipers. Yeah. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Girl. Right? Whoa. I know. Like, like when, I, when I heard that, I was like, maybe I'm seeing even worse than they're showing. Because, like, right, that right. that's a leap, you know? Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, so, anyway, uh, there was just some shady business. Otherwise, you know, they, they these things get filmed. They get filmed. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the final products when we see them. But ultimately, like, there could be, like, a little bit of, like – a weird take or kind of like something you catch something, but in general, the final products are pretty cleaned up. Yeah. They're not showing glaring errors. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, I, the next moment I have written down, I, I died when, when this happened because I didn't notice this for the first two times I watched this Mm -hmm. and the third time I watched it, I caught it. But Katya walks back into the workroom like a crab. Her crab walk. (laughs) That's my first note is Katya's crab walk. She does it a few more episodes. Oh, it's fabulous. It becomes a thing. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and I was right. Sahar Davenport, uh, is talked about in this episode. Did somebody doubt you? I thought. You were saying it happened in another episode. Sahara? No, there was something else we talked about that happens in a couple episodes. Okay. About, what, what just earlier? You mean when we, were, yeah. when we were talking about what happens in the, oh, no, we were talking about Merle Ginsburg. You said, oh, Merle gets referenced in this episode. I said, no, that's in two episodes. Merle gets referenced. Oh, oh, then then we were talking about two different things before, Mary, because I was talking about Sahara. Oh, because Sahara says... Uh, what more do you want me want from me, Miss Merle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I see. So I was quoting her appropriately. This was a this, this was a sliding door situation. You got on the train. Yeah. I didn't. Got it. Yeah. And and yeah. And then you just gaslighted me. And you're like, no. Oh. Sahara was not referenced this episode. That's in two episodes. Oh. And I was like, oh. That's crazy. Your perception's <laughs> wrong. Where do you get that idea? <laughs> terrible. That's crazy. You're terrible, Mario. You're terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Terrible, um, Mario. Anyway, uh, so we do get to hear, you know, about Kernity and Sahara, and and I think it's nice. I mean, they don't spend too much too long on it. No, and they, they don't get don't. too deep on it. But I think it's nice to kind of just like, you know, give her some love every once in a while. You know? Oh, completely. Uh, I I feel like they were friends because they were both dancers, and mm-hmm. uh, it just yeah, it was it's very sad. It's very sad that Sahara died. Um, and uh, and nice that in so many seasons later we're still you know thinking about her and talking about her yeah yeah i mean i i knock on wood thank god she's she's the only one from the um from the franchise but i think it's like yeah it means a lot that like you're still family we're still going to talk about you still going to remember you 
you know. Yeah. Uh, right. Totally. Yeah, because totally. she's great. Oh, Sahara. She was such a joy oh, to talk about. Loved her. Oh, I loved her. I loved the ballet dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, what more do you want from me, Miss Merle? I'm just a girly girl. I'm just a girly girl. In some yeah. ways, it was like she was kind of being like Pearl or Violet. She's like, well, I mean, listen, I don't like I feel like you're picking on me. What more do you want? Like she was right. she was snapping back. And I was like, oh, you're a Davenport. You don't take shit. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a goddamn You're Davenport. You're a goddamn Davenport. <laughs> Kennedy, goddamn Davenport. <laughs> uh. Oh, God, love them. All right, anyway, uh, then it's her show. It's the runway. It's her runway. Um, it's her show. Her show. Uh, RuPaul her show. is a butterfly surprise. I love this dress. Mm. Oh, you do? I do. I think it's, I think the colors are so cool. Okay, great. Uh, I, you know, I think it's fine. Yeah, all right. It reminds me of there was some kind of like uh, Mrs. Roper kind of look. I think she had. I can't remember which one it was, but it was some sort of similar color scheme that I loved. Uh, some beachy themed one. I think it was from season four. Mm. Yeah. Okay, all right, Mary. Um, we do get a RuPaul look on this runway. I wonder if you clocked it. You mean one of the queens? Yes. Doing a RuPaul look. Um, I might notice it once we go through them. That's fine. Um, so Jessica Alba is a guest along with Lucian Piani. Um, Jessica Alba, do you know Jessica Alba? What do you know her from? Um, I mean, I know that she was in, uh, what was she, was that Dark Angel? Was that her show? Dark. Okay. Oh, no. I mean, I know that she was in Never Been Kissed. I know that she was in movies and and. We're looking at me. You're looking like I'm like I'm saying crazy. I, I, I didn't know. I, well, because I. Those, do you just know her I from didn't... The Honest Company? No, 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 no. I I don't know her from Never Been Kissed. She was one of the the mean girls, one of the Barbie girls. Oh, I know her from Honey. Oh, yeah, I never saw Honey. Um, so there's a great quote by Missy Elliott, um, because uh, Jessica Alba plays Honey, who's a dancer, mm-hmm. and she like teaches at some like dance school for kids. Anyway, so she's a great choreographer, and she like starts dating this guy who's in the biz. Anyway. So Missy Elliott hires Jessica Alba to, or excuse me, Honey, Honey Daniels for her, uh, her video shoot. And she doesn't show up because she guess she was fired. They broke up. And Missy Elliott goes, I said I want Honey. And I, and I just. <laughs> I said always, I want Honey. I said I want Honey. And so now whenever I want Honey, I think of that. Right, so. right. Yeah, I said but I want also Honey. Also Jessica Alba. <laughs> I, said, I said I want Honey. said I want Honey Daniels. Yeah. Honey. Um, um, but yeah, just Galba Spunky. I, you know, I guess she's on this show because she likes the show, but mostly to promote her honest tea, honest company. Honest yeah. guard. Yeah, <laughs> I picked out the scent, and like that's oh. all you did. That's all you did, Jessica. You and I both Maybe know. Maybe she did more. Maybe she did more. Anyway, Michelle wears mint green. Uh, you know, it's a green runway theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering uh, what. What kind of green might you wear? Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. You know, I like a bit of a green. Um, I think, you know, on the spot, I feel like, to be honest, the look I'd probably come out with that would be closest to me is Katya. Oh, okay. Because it's like, Um, there's something about it. We'll talk about it. um, I'd wear hooker's green, just saying. What's hooker's green? Oh, it's like, it's, it's kind of like got blue tones in it. Uh, do any of these girls have hooker green on or is that your own? Honey, all of them have hooker green on. No, uh, no, no, no. None of them do. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's just a shade of, of green. Oh, I wonder if I could send it to you. Yeah. But, uh, it's cute. It's just one of those greens. 
Um, it's just one of those I greens. Feel like, I, I feel it's like a, it's a painting color, you know, like uh-huh. uh, Bob Ross, you know, phthalo, phthalo blue and all of that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, would you, what would be your, your silhouette? Oh, uh, similar, uh, I guess on one of these queens, perhaps. Be similar to kind of like a, a fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like fames, fames a lot. Um, I also don't mind, um, I mean, I would never, ever wear violets. No. Um, so so it, would yeah. be, it would be more like uh, fames, yeah. You know what would be great is, I mean, I, and I feel like the queen to do this would be Manila Luzon, is to do a Kermit the Frog look where it's, um, it's a ball gown where the, eye, where the boobs are the eyes, you know what I mean? And then and the vagina is the mouth. Well, yeah, the mouth would be somewhere there, but then it would just be this like uh, Kermit green gown, and may- maybe the mouth would be, yeah, it'd be some kind of thing like that where basically you're kind of doing Kermit's face instead of like some people do like a look where it's like lots of Kermit the Frog dolls like pins on them, okay. like that Dita Ritz like teddy bear right. dress. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe I would do that. Maybe I would do like a sort of kind of like. Uh, Manila's scream dress, like something like that, but Kermit the Frog. Oh, but Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's oh, that's clever. That's very yeah. clever. Oh, that's very funny. Oh, that's funny. That's very funny. That's very funny. Um, so yeah, just to kind of go through some of these looks, uh, Pearl, Perlaconda. Yeah, I, this look is kind of iconic, right? I mean, <clears throat> I think that I do think maybe some hips might have been a an, a different illusion and might have been worth it. Sure. Um, sure. I called this look hissy that walk. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, hissy that walk. I call it Slytherin. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to do a Slytherin pun. I was like, no, nah, I'll let you have it. I don't really get those jokes. Right. Um, yeah, you don't. No, you don't. You're no, you a, don't. You're anti witch. Yeah, oh. Anti Harry Potter. I'm yeah. such a witch. That's the only witch thing I don't really get into. All right, Mary. Um, um, I did I did love the line, fangs for the memories. Oh, that was did cute. You, yeah, I yeah, heard that. that. Yeah. Um, we kind of, uh, fame we talked about is, uh, I, what I liked about fame is that the iridescence is what was green. Yeah. I mean, there's part of me that kind of feels like it's like, oh, this has green in it. I'll wear this. It's similar to like the, the Glamazonian Airways challenge where the runway, it was like, I'll wear this brown dress. You know, like it didn't really, didn't really feel like anything other than like, this'll work. And like, she looked amazing. I'm just saying theme wise, you know? Sure. I get what you're saying. But yeah, that was her green dress. It did fine. Yeah. Um, Trixie has the green geisha outfit. I wrote fans back. <laughs> yeah, I called her Annie Mint Wong, spilling that green tea. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spilling the green tea. Yeah. Oh, delicious. Delicious. Oolong. Wake, <laughs> wake me right yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then we have, oh, so this, so what did you think of Katya's look? Well, this was RuPaul's, uh, like the RuPaul roast look. To me, the Rup- it was the same color green with oh, the blonde hair. Oh, oh, oh! The season five RuPaul roast look. Yes, yes. yes. I totally know what you're talking about. Um, I th- when she's like, ah, mm-hmm. with Coco. Of course, yeah. of course. I yeah, think there yeah. was also a reference to Angelina Jolie that year in the, in the Academy Awards. I think the leg was a reference. Remember, she had that black dress with a oh, cut. And oh, oh my God! There's so many memes about the leg. About the leg being, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They like pasted the leg on the other side. Right, right. Yeah, and I just and the hair was so strange. Like I, sure, sure. I, I imagined it because I, lo- I love the idea of a story with a lot of her looks. That this is like this. Siberian stage actress who's going to an award show. So it looks a little weird because she's out there in, you know, uh, Itzhak or some kind of Siberian city, you know? Um, Did you think it looked weird? I thought it looked glamorous. No, I thought she looked like 70% glamorous, 30% bizarre. 
I thought it was like beautiful, really? beautiful, confident, and stupid. I think is exactly what she was. Yeah, and and on purpose. Like she looked so stupid, but it was in in like the best way. Oh, okay. That, like her, it, it looked like it was like what? What is that hair? Like it was so strange, but it worked. Yeah, I thought it really because it's Katya. It works. Yeah, it's Katya. Yeah, totally. Pizza Queen. Um, I I loved Max's look. I'm sad that it like got clocked. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like I, the greens are questionable. It's it's um, it's like a mantis green. Yeah. Like it looked a little buggy. Yeah, it was fine. Little, I I this pun doesn't really At work. Least it was a concept. But what I, was your pun? I called it Marine Antoinette because it was a little swampy. Marine, oh. like marine, oh, okay. marine life, right. like because there's it's wet, swampy. Thanks, thanks, Dad. Yeah, did you get thanks. that one? Did you, did you figure it out? Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. That's great. That would be a fun cool drag dad. name, Maureen Antoinette. Nice, Dad. Yeah, like a yeah. suburban drag queen, Maureen, a <laughs> uh, Maureen Antoinette. Yeah, the lady down the street, Maureen Antoinette. Yeah, Ma- Maureen, Maureen Antoinette. Antoinette. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's like not Frankie and Annette. Yeah, yeah and it's, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, and it's not Antoinette. It's Antoinette. You know. Yeah, Antoinette. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Uh, uh, I mean, you could just have the name Antoinette. Antoinette. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> not Antoinette. <laughs> not Antoinette. Not Antoinette. Uh, uh, Laura Flynn JDF. She comes out with neon camouflage, which is an oxymoron, right? Uh, yeah, because I could see her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you could see Jaden from your house. <laughs> Thank you, Coco. Oh, eight million crits. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I called it glamouflage. I thought she oh, looked glamouflage. Cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fine. I, to be honest with you, the, it was a little short. I think it could have been longer mm-hmm. or, or flowy in some way. I, I don't know. I wanted her to win this challenge, and then when I saw her dress, I'm like, okay, maybe she shouldn't win. I don't know. Right. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Did, how much does the look matter? You know. Uh, right. I don't know. Right. Um, so then we get Violet, who looks like a she looks like a mean houseplant. That's what I wrote. Yeah, Violet. Uh, th- there was a lot of detail in Violet. I noticed that she had pearls glued to her, to the inside of her eye, like by her nose. Oh, like on the cor- on the corner of her eye. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, in Untucked, you can see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so she's thinking about a lot of details here. Yeah, like it may not have been my favorite look. Like it's just like not my thing, but I, I'm not going to say she looked bad, you know? She's relying on that body. It is a lot of that body. I, yeah, I guess to think about it. Well, no, we saw the French fries look, which I guess is bullets, but the French fries look. <laughs> French fries And look. then what was her runway last week? Uh, what was it was um, what was the theme, Mary? I can't remember. I wasn't here. Oh, I was drunk. I was at Squirrelfriends. Oh my god, you were you were when I talked to you on All Stars Four. Con, I was wasted, guys. You were Marys who listened to the All Stars Four Meet the Queens episode. I was so drunk. I spent ten minutes talking about how Latrice is not a good competitor. I was so drunk. Yeah. I know you were very drunk. Uh, last week's challenge was the bearded queen challenge. Oh yeah. And so she wore that really beautiful pink dress. That's right. Yeah. I like that dress. Um, yeah, I thought it was a nice dress. Yeah, I thought it was a good look. Yeah, um, overall. Um, I didn't love the beard, but I loved everything else. Yeah, I kind of saw it. Maybe I noticed that this episode when they went back in the workroom at the beginning. I was like, oh, I guess I see. It's kind of a little popping off a little. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they all were at that point. Um, Candy. Uh, Candy. I mean, I love the hair. Yeah, I called her Uh, Sprite Zero because it was just like (laughs) (laughs) lemon lime and no calories. But... (laughs) 
no calorie carb dashing. No calorie carb um, dashing, but she does but say. But lots of, lots of candy, lots of sweetness. Yeah. And hopefully that sweetness stays oh, in your mouth this. and you taste it taste all it the way all through. The way through. Yes. Family Feud Red X. That doesn't make sense. Go back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go back. <laughs> Survey says. Yeah. Not a match. Not a match. Bum, bum, yeah. And I had forgotten about that one. That's another one of Candy Ho's. Yeah, hopefully that sweetness stays in your mouth and you taste it all the way through. Right, and it's like we're not making yeah. fun of the way she speaks English. It's, no, no, all it's of so that cute. is proper English. It's just such a sure. weird way to say it. Well, and sh- I just find it so charming too. Yeah, there's something sweet about it. It's like the know. only thing to it's a carrot. Something about her, for God's sake, you know. Right, because otherwise the look was fine. Well, you know, and otherwise like her like, head, it was fine. She was yeah. not featured in this episode at all, so you kind of no. got a mind for the goodies, you know, for the for the no. candy. <laughs> gifts for Santa. yeah um uh kasha davis comes in in a money dress we've we've actually talked about this before about past money dresses there's i think that oh, uh, on yeah. season 10 they compared uh car- calorie or kardashian speaking of calorie uh-huh. um all of her the, all of them they're like oh it looks like this person's dress and this person's dress and this person's dress right you know here here we have kasha davis i called her the riddler's gold digging wife yeah yeah or like mother-in-law but maybe wife depending on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, depending how old the Riddler is. Yeah, yeah, depending how old the Riddler is. But yeah, Mrs. Kasha Davis. I, I thought yeah. Oh okay. I, I loved it. I think from that point of view of like the Riddler's mistress or whatever it is, I think um it it's like I like it because that's Kasha's drag. That's what she does. Yeah. That's I oh, wouldn't expect is, yeah, anything less. Yeah. It was very graphic. I thought it was a nice change mm-hmm. from all of the other girls. Yeah. Right. Well, I loved like her interview with the squirrel friends. I loved when she said, you know, there I am with all my Lord and Taylor dresses. I just like <laughs> always like you literally are someone's aunt. Like I love yeah. it. Or my mother. Yeah. My mother. But it just kills yeah. me that it was like they really were Lord and Taylor dresses. <laughs> I love it. That's my drag. I love it. That's your drag. Yeah. You got to remember that, Mary. Yeah. When you talk about your drag, you're like, oh, Lord and Taylor dresses. Lord and Taylor dresses. Thank like, you. you know, when you go to the mall and you enter through the Lord and Taylor, don't that right. th- it's all there. Yeah. 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 You don't have to go anywhere else. No, you don't need to it's go into the there. food court. I mean, you can, but. Well, you will. Uh, oh, you will. you will. Yeah. You will. Is there an you Auntie will. Anne's? I smell it. <laughs> I'm a dog when it comes to those pretzels. You know, I got to tell you, um, I. I guess it was fine back then, but when I was younger and my mother would drag me to Lord and Taylor and we'd be there for fucking hours, um, we would go to the food court because uh, it was in the Paramus Park Mall and they had a Chick-fil-A. And wow. I know Chick-fil-A is terrible and I don't go to Chick-fil-A now, but back then I did. And their waffle fries, Mary. There's not that many fast food places that serve waffle fries. No, I mean I'm surprised there was a Chick-fil-A in New Jersey that long ago. Like I felt like it yeah. was recent. Up here, because I've had it in the South, and yeah, the fries are great. Yeah, they they're nice and salty and crispy and homophobic. They're wonderful. Um, right? No, they are. I mean, uh, the food can taste good, even if the people who are behind the company are awful. Like, oh, it, of it can course, still objectively taste good. You know, that doesn't yeah, make you yeah. a bad person. My taste buds don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a Chick Fil A at NYU. And kids are still going going there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like it, there's no stopping them. Right, they're, and they're the most liberal kids. Of course, you like yeah. check their yeah, check their Facebook, check their Twitter, or whatever the kids <laughs> use now. Um, <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah, they're like resist, Instagrams. but first yeah. waffle fries. <laughs> but first, yeah, right, right, waffle fries. Yeah, yeah. waffle fries. <laughs> but then resist. Waffa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all a bunch of uh, what is that cognitive dissonance? It's all a bunch you know? of like, hocus well, pocus. Oh. <laughs> 
It's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. Uh, yeah. Are you a virgin? Are you, are you a virgin? virgin? Wait, are you a virgin? Yeah. Yo, he's a virgin. He's a, he likes your yabos. <laughs> Um, all right, so Ginger. Uh, oh, no, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. She can serve a gem-crusted look, can't she? Yeah, she was putting the ass in AstroTurf. I'll give her that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, sure. I mean, she fills out a dress, you know? Like, she wears a gown. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, wear her. She yeah. wears a gown. She certainly knows how to do it. I feel like she's a pro at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger, not today, Satin, not today. Uh, you know, this I thought was fine. I thought it looked nice. Yeah, I um, thought that she seemed like one of the housewives in Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah, like solid color. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Conchetta Pharrell realness. You know what I right, mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Um, Excuse so me. Get- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. I'm talking to you, bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. I like that we're a podcast that occasionally quotes Conchetta Pharrell. Well, what am I supposed to do? Check in every two seconds? Yes, it's called accountability. I'm not talking to you, bitch. Excuse me. Um, so anyway, Marys, we're back. Let's talk about these final products. Let's talk about some of the, let's just go through like, what did you, what were some of the highlights, lows, low lights, roses, and thorns of the videos for you? Anything that stood out? Uh, so some of the roses, obviously Katya's, uh, you know, all of the laughs that she has, right? Mm-hmm. When she gets hit with a beach ball. Yeah. Uh, me- melanoma, ow, um, pass me the fucking baby oil, bitch. I mean, she got a lot of the comedy. She was um, great. Um, I love that one part where like she and like she was like straddling Trixie in front of a screen of like rotisserie chickens. Right. And I was right. like, oh, it's like the beginning of Unha. You know what I mean? Like it's such like a like a little. Sure. It's like, oh, my God, this is basically what they do in Unha. They just like fuck around in front of some chickens, you know, like this is the spirit <laughs> yeah. of that show. And it was fun to see like a a pilot version of that in a way, yeah. you know, a seedling, a seedling yeah. of it. Yeah. Just a, just a little. I. Uh, um, just to go a little musical on you, Mary, um, there's a part in Tan With You, the turn and burn part. Mm-hmm. You can turn and burn, can turn and burn and tan with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these crunchy seconds, which is basically like a dissonant harmony, which I loved, mm-hmm. even though I don't I, I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was just the auto tune. But I thought it sounded really cool. And I was like, oh, OK, great. This is nice. Is crunchy um, seconds. Well, it's. Yeah, so an interval is a second. So when you have two notes that are right next to each other, mm-hmm. that's a second. All right. Yeah, no, I loved it too. <laughs> um, uh, it's like if somebody sung do and re at the same time. Sure. Okay. I'm with you. That Yeah. Uh, okay. But it wasn't that they were trying to do that on purpose. It was probably yeah, overlapping. I don't think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that whole thing of like Trixie peeling her skin off and eating it. it. What it reminded me of was when she talked about in All Stars 2, not Trixie, Katya, Katya peeling off her skin, um, is in All Stars 2 when she does the video for the... the well, well, wait a minute, Mary. Trixie does peel Katya's No, I know, but I'm talking about Katya here. Oh, I'm okay, saying like great. that whole thing of her like eating the skin and all that. In All Stars 2, when she did the commercial for the like anxiety spray, oh, and yeah. she has that part where she's holding the chicken, and I think she says... <laughs> In her like total redemption, her like her kind of YouTube series about All Stars Two, she was like, "My feeling was if they didn't leave in me holding the chicken, then these producers didn't get me at all." And so <laughs> I remember that. I remember. And that. I felt like this was like a similar thing of like if they take out her like eating her peeled skin and like then then they're missing the essence of who Katya is. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so yeah, otherwise a solid concept. I got it. You know, I think it was like right there. I thought the lyrics were clever, mm-hmm. um, and it was fine. And uh, I I didn't 
I wouldn't have clocked it. I mean, I I think that they picked on Pearl a little bit, and I guess I can see what they were saying, that maybe the lip sync wasn't as tight, but she didn't stick out to me. I, I did feel that she was much weaker than the other three. I, I felt oh, you it did. was so much weaker. And very, like, she was the... She to me was like an immediate clear bottom two. Trixie didn't read to me as bottom two at all. Like right, right, no, no way. I just didn't. No I did not see that. She was safe. Yeah, if anything, she yeah, was it was safe. like she's safe. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, I think that yeah, Pearl seemed. And I, there was one part where, and I kind of liked it, but when they were doing the rolling on the ground, when they were rolling back, like her hair got stuck under like fame. Right. There, yeah. it felt like a Sasha Bell moment. You know, I just think, uh-huh. um, yeah, I just feel like Pearl. Yeah, I knew this. It just wasn't happening in a number of ways. The singing wasn't right. The lip singing wasn't right. Uh, it wasn't as confident or as clear as the other three. Okay, yeah. Um, get ready to clock. Uh, you know, again, not the best lyric for that hook. Otherwise, I, I, you know, I don't have much to say about this. I loved it. I thought it should have won. I thought Jaden should have won. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I kind of. I think we've said everything about it. I thought it was. You know, I thought Jaden was great. And I thought she was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, and I have my feelings. On sounds, like an o- it sounds like an sounds like an OK Cupid profile. I know, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that, <laughs> I'm really great. I'm really great. And I like to have fun. I like to have fun. I love I love going out, but I also love staying in. You know, you know, I really I, I love hanging out with my friends. Oh, so. you know what I love? I love the outdoors, but I also love the indoors. You know, I'm into movies. Oh, uh, what about TV, though? Oh, I like TV. Yeah, no, I t- yeah TV, too. But yeah, the list, it's yeah. too long. Too long to name all and, my favorite and, shows. You know, music, it's like eclectic, you know? Anything but so. country. I feel like... <laughs> it's always that. It's uh, always that. And then, you know, if if they say anything but rap, that's when you're like, yeah, right, who like, are mm, you? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, no no fats, no femmes, right. no Asians. It's basically kind of like... Your next words. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, I really like working out, so it'd be great to be with someone who's also uh, really into, like, their health as well. It's like... <laughs> right. So be, so, be Yeah, so basically, <laughs> what what waist size do you accept? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, um, so let the music play. Okay, so this is the old What's the Team thought. What's the T theme song? Yes, right? yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. I, it, it makes me smile. Yeah, it um, reminds me I, of a different I, time. Yeah. So if we're talking about thorns and roses, the rose for me was the nuance of Ginger Minge having eaten the chocolate bar, mm-hmm. and then it's all over her. Skin. I did notice that. That was that was Ginger. <laughs> like I'm. We talked about this last week with her, like the voice that she put on, and like Amanda was saying, well, she just had to like go to a 12 to like stand out in this bizarre challenge. And I think sure. it was the same thing where Ginger's like, I'm just gonna need to go to a 12 and just like <laughs> make sure they see me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, to be fair, like whenever Ginger does that, like it works, you know, like I didn't love her character, like that voice she did in Shakespeare, but I, I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't, you know, thought it was weird. Yeah. But I felt like yeah. Ginger has a good instinct for how to stand out, you know? Right, right. And I think when it, uh, the thorn for me was just how lost Candy was. Um, mm. When you see all four of them next to each other, it's like, whoa, and Candy's all the way over there. And I just think that's such a sign yeah. that she should have lip synced. Like, it was, yeah. it's like, that's the odd one out. Like, you got to grab her and grab Pearl and put them in the bottom. Yeah, like, she, to me, that was like, yeah, she was she was just like a word there's original at the bottom of someone's pocketbook that candy was <laughs> yeah well, like it was just like where where are you what are you doing and yeah, she was the twizzlers in the halloween candy oh bag, that you forgot you know? about for a few months you're like oh right, right. Ugh. 
and and, right, and hope you brought a sweet, hope you brought tooth, a sweet tooth. You know, yeah, she's still there. Yeah. It's, yeah, right. Because uh, yeah, she's, she's waiting still in the motherfucking house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you touch sitting. it, it's not too hot anymore because yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's, been, it's been sitting there. Um, so. It's been sitting there on your alley. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So other, other thoughts on that? Um, no, I mean, I think we've kind of covered it. I feel like, you know, I did feel Jaden should have won. I was glad that she was top three with Katya and Kennedy. Yeah, me too. That made me feel the same way I felt about Jocelyn getting credit for the rap challenge. Okay. Right. I'm like, yes, yes. Give credit, give credit where due. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it turns out Katya, Kennedy, Jaden are in the top, but fame and ginger are also safe. Yes. Um, and we kind of talked about, uh, some of these uh, critiques, or at least uh, Pearl's critique, I just wanted just to note that Trixie looked so worried and sad on the runway. Did you notice that? Oh, I, between the runway and Untucked, Trixie was just, uh, I, I was feeling very bad for her. She, 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 you know, there's this look on her face, kind of like this Amish woman that got caught in Grand Central Station. Oh, like, this is a rump oh, springer gone wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Like, I was like, oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah, where's the Amtrak to Lancaster? Because <laughs> Goody Mattel has to go, you know? Eyewitness. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? right? Exactly. <laughs> I've seen too much. I've seen too much. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh God! Seriously, oh she just looked so sad. It was like I was like, oh somebody give that bitch a hug right now. Like, yeah, man. yeah, I know. It was it was very sad to watch, especially because and I remember this the first time seeing it. Of like, I just don't know why she's. I don't know why this is we happening. We didn't see it coming. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. Nobody knew why it was happening. Yeah. We didn't really even see it earlier in the season, which we talked about. Like it just up to this point, it didn't seem in any of the challenges that she was. I mean, we were seeing her do a softer look, but otherwise in the challenges, like the first runway was cool. And then Glamazonian Airways, she was great. And then, you know, in, she was apparently in Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> she, she wasn't even. Yeah, no. I think she was exempt from that one. I think she was like those kids <laughs> in Final Destination who don't get on the plane. Um, <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> I like, I it was like as a viewer, like there was, the editing didn't lead me to see that like, this was an issue so much as Candy Ho was a clear issue, you know? Right. Yeah. No, there was a clear story and a clear arc for Candy to be on the bottom. We just didn't really even see her interacting during the challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's clear to me that the edit was for Trixie, right? It was all the focus was there mm -hmm. because they didn't focus on Candy struggling or not sticking out at all. Yeah, we didn't. We never saw them even filming that. Like, they just... Right. And that's why I think that all of this was was less about who really deserved to be in the bottom versus like, and it was to be fair, what would be just like a goop of a moment. And if you think about yeah. it, like Trixie and Pearl were, they knew each other, you know, Trixie, you know, Pearl kind of had the story going. Like, I just think there was, there was an opportunity for for the stakes to be so much higher this episode. If it was Trixie and Pearl versus Candy and Pearl. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get, the, I get the stakes were higher. I think it then, but to me, it would have made sense of like, okay, Trixie sends Pearl home, right? I mean, well, that was what I was thinking is if it was the reverse. Because I remember the first time I saw this, you know, thinking that Trixie kind of did everything you do to win a lip sync. Like, all that yeah. stuff usually works. And Pearl was kind of right. doing a lot of stuff that doesn't work. And so I was in the mindset that Trixie was going to win. I think if Pearl went home, my feeling is that there was – that we were just starting to get into an interesting contestant and an interesting character. Like, there was something – 
I feel, and I feel like Rue's talked about, like, she also recognized that, like, oh, right. fans were going to, like, be attached to Love Pearl. This kid. Yeah. Totally. But I think, Attractive. at the same time, I think. It, it, what, wasn't it Trixie? Sorry. Wasn't it Trixie who said, like, at a club, like, raise your hand if you wanted Pearl to win. It's like, mm-hmm. raise your hand if you just want to fuck Pearl. Right. It's, it's the like, same hands. You know, yeah. Yeah. And I right, think at the right. same time, like, Rue recognized, like, that, you know, Trixie had a really great audition tape, like, knew that she was a really, like, talented queen. And so it kind of felt like we have to make a sacrifice here for what where the real story is, you know? Yeah, I hear that. I also think that being labeled the comedy queen is kind of a death wish, right? It was her downfall because she had something to prove that the other queens didn't have to prove. If the expectation wasn't there, then what she was doing was just she was doing well in the challenge. And there's right. so many other queens four challenges in who are – like who are doing fine, you know what I mean? Candy, Candy, yeah. Candy's doing, or even other ones. Like I mean, I know Katya was in the bottom once, but you know Ginger's been doing fine, fine. and she ends up in right. top three. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. And you know, even Miss Fame. I mean, Miss Fame's looks were are certainly something to gag over, but like she's also doing fine in the challenge. She's doing right? fine. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It just didn't. It just didn't make sense. I and you know, and I'm not. Just, and we're. I, we're Honestly, not just saying that because, oh, because Trixie came on the podcast and, you know, it's not like that. I think we can objectively say where somebody, yeah, should have gone home. But I've always kind of felt like I don't I don't know if I get it other than yeah. from a from a competition standpoint, you know. Right. Right. Totally. Um, in terms of the other kind of uh, the, the judges critiques, I didn't I didn't really have much else to say, um, except I thought that Max had a great look. Uh, they wanted more green, mm-hmm. which I get. Um, and I, Michelle wanted more from Violet. I just think, I, I don't know. I think that they're trying to find things to say to Violet at this point. Yeah. And it, especially um, because her attitude hasn't been so great. It's like, they need right. to find some way to stick it to her, but it's like, uh, where do we, yeah. Where do we, where do we do that? Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the lip sync? Yeah. The lip sync of dreaming by Blondie. Uh, it's a great song. It's a great, a great song. song. I love the little, yeah. I love you's between Pearl and Trixie before it started. Oh, it was yeah, really cute. Nice. Um, yeah. um, the best part for me was, I guess the line is feet, feet, walk in a two mile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Trixie does this dance move that I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's she kind of like lifts both feet and kind of dances. Anyway, it's hard to explain. Uh, but that that was like one of my favorite little nuanced moments mm-hmm. of Trixie's. I um yeah, I mean I thought like watching it again, I was like, I Trixie's doing great. She's not missing any beats. She's no. she's given face. She's given character. Kasha Davis. They edit her in talking how great she's doing. You're kind of led down the path to believe that Trixie's gonna win because the edit has always been like you see commentary from the queen who's doing well, you know, about the queen who's doing well, and oh, yeah. from another queen, and then we see a clip of Pearl saying like, I'm not even sure like if I should be here like. <laughs> And you're just like, okay, well, usually that means you should go home then, you know? But at the same time, I will say this. So there's something that Rue loves in a lip sync. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, I do believe Pearl was kept on for story reasons and for producer reasons. Like, I get all that. But if there is going to be something that Rue is going to latch on to, Rue loves a shaking queen on a long note. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and Pearl does that with this like intense eyes and like she kind of shakes me in the air. Yeah, she, yeah. You well, know what I mean? She loves. That. I and I loved it too. I mean, that was trying to kind of see like 
I've heard a couple things. I've heard like what Pearl did like just fit the theme of the song better. Yeah. Um, yeah which I, I understand. That. I do think that intensity was really interesting and definitely I, like had my sure. attention. So yeah, and, and the words were really accurate coming out of her mouth. It was good. Right. I mean, and she was doing the, the Pearl smash. She was doing her dance move. But like, <laughs> I don't need good choreography if you're getting the feeling of the song. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Who am I to judge that? But yeah, you got to know where that song comes from. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, so I, I could see even from a performance standpoint why they might have chosen Pearl. Um, but the way that we were seeing it, the way that it was all kind of edited, and I guess you, they knew that Trixie would be coming back when they edited this episode. Sure. Oh, sure. Of course they're going to make this as goopy as possible. Yes, yes. It's season seven. Yeah. They they have storyline editors, mm-hmm. yeah, or writers. It's, of, of course. Right, because, There's like, no this, like, because this kicked off, I really, like, the whole Justice for Trixie thing was one of, I think, the first really, because social media was big enough at that point. I wasn't there for that. I don't remember it. It was really, I don't remember it, it was when the social media presence of Drag Race and all of the platforms really kind of, like, rose up or got loud enough, you know what I mean, where, like, you would see and hear that kind of larger reaction. Whereas for example, I feel like season two with like Tyra winning or like Mimi in season three, like things other people would, uh, things that happened in other seasons that people could be upset about or like have a lot of feelings on. I don't think there was, there were as many platforms to share those feelings or even as many people watching and listening. Exactly. Mary. Yeah, exactly. It was a different fandom. Queens watching it were older. Yeah. They weren't younger yet. Yeah. I don't think that, I think they started to get younger because of these Queens for sure. Yeah. No, I think that the justice for Trixie feels like a younger fan, fan base kind of movement. Um, totally and um but you know at the end of the day uh, sorry no just like yeah i mean it just it was i feel like that's we see that like on the regular now like season 10 was just one one justice for trixie after another about one issue or the other you know right 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 completely justice for eureka justice for the vixen justice for monique Mm -hmm. justice for monet uh justice for cracker anyway um but at the end of the day you know justice for trixie has happened right because trixie was in a commercial with john cena Oh, oh, was this recent? Do you not know? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. So Trixie was in a commercial with John Cena for Sky Vodka. Wow. Uh, It's fabulous. Uh, And then she was also, I mean, I'm just going to list some of these amazing things. Justice for Trixie, right? Mm -hmm. She was on the cover of Auto Harp Quarterly. Oh, my. Well, tune in, Mary. Tune in. All right, Mary. (laughs) She was interviewed on popular podcast All Right, Mary. Oh, I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nuanced. A bunch of doofuses. A bunch of doofuses saying nuance too many times and saying the name Alexis Michelle and over. Yeah. Yeah. They must be be paying them or something. Um, And Justice for Trixie, she won All Stars 3. She did. And she had, you know, two albums that were very successful and a successful music yeah, career yeah. and all that stuff. She's, I, I do think that her third album should be called zero fucks, right? Cause she got two birds, one stone, zero. And fucks. a partridge in a pear so, tree. <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. uh, she was on Larry King. I mean, come on. Totally. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't see LaShawn beyond on Larry King. <laughs> Teleport us to Mars. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. She gets to tour with Tammy Brown. I mean, that's fucking cool. She, you know, she so, really won the biggest award of all. She gets to tour with Tammy Brown. Oh, God. Brilliance. Um, so anyway, uh, Untucked, you know, I didn't I, – I, I just felt like Untucked this week was, was 15 minutes of stretched out content. I just feel like they didn't – they were just like pulling – 
things to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think the highlights, I like, this was the first time I think we saw them go outside. And there was, oh, yeah. I kind of enjoyed that moment because I felt like Katya and Ginger and Fame were being very genuinely supportive of, of Pearl. And it just was, it didn't feel produced. It didn't feel like self-aware that we're making Untucked. It felt genuinely untucked. Um, right. I think there were some moments. Yeah, there true. were some moments between Pearl and Trixie towards the end of the episode, but them just hugging and sharing sentiments. Oh, and 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 Max not reading the room, right? Yeah, did yeah. You, did you notice that? Where she, she was kind of like chiming in a little. Yeah, yeah it was like <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know, we know, we know. She's fierce. She'll turn it out. It's fine. Um, <laughs> where I, you know, I will say, like, even though this episode is the, the untucked was maybe a little thin on content. What I liked about it was there were what felt like a lot of real moments, like a lot more than we see now. So just sure. like from like sure. from that point of view, it's nice to see genuine interactions, feeling like you're catching yeah. something documentary style versus like, you know, a little stage. Right. Um, and Violet inquiring kind of about her her attitude and being like, so what is it about me? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay, this is a beginning of something. Right? Yeah. And Jaden was so nervous, you could tell, having to make that do that confrontation with Violet. And I was so proud oh, of her. And I liked I too. wanted to feel that all the other queens were like, We're here with you, girl. We're here. You do it. You right. get it out. But we'll right, we're here. Right, right. You're not alone, Jaden. <laughs> Flynn Boyle. Yeah. yeah. Jaden <laughs> Jaden Flynn Boyle. Um you know, Kasha, I think, also has a lot of empathy and compassion here. She's like, you know, I was your age once. I, you know, oh. I, I get it. Like, it's just it's how it goes. I love what age. Kasha, Kasha is such an adult in the room when she's like, what did you say to me? Man arms and we'll see if you have any talent. Like, she was like, right. yeah, that's what she did to me. Like, I, she wasn't phased. Yeah. And I was, no, I just, that to me is, is we've talked about Kasha got being it. the got ultimate it. adult in the room. Yeah, totally. And, and just to kind of echo bitch pudding. Um, this I, it was also it reminded me of it when when Violet says I had to claw my way. I'm still not even respected in my city. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta drag scene is tough. And I feel like Violet had to develop some sort of skin, some sort of awareness. Right. Where she can just kind of be in herself and not in a moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and she's 21. And as smart as she is, there is also just that that thing that comes with having more time with yourself. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to talk down to people who are younger, but what I found was, like, 21 versus 33 is I got, like, 12 more years of experiences to kind of learn from. And sure. you, you can't argue with that. You know what I mean? Like, you could have 12, year, 12 years of nothing happen, but I happen to have 12 years, 12 years of a lot happen. So right. uh, I could not say at 21 I knew everything. Yeah. And I think uh, Sister Mary James emailed us and I think it's kind of apt to discuss now or just kind of bring it up. And maybe on a later episode, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But the binary between older queens versus younger queens and kind of being a microcosm of kind of what's happening in our country right now, mm -hmm. how <clears throat> there's a, an older generation and a younger generation kind of coming in that wants to move out of a certain way of thinking. Yeah. And and I think seeing Violet, right, uh, and seeing queens like Aquaria now from where Violet started, just it just goes to show you three seasons of Drag Race plus, you know, however many All-Stars, two All-Stars, um, one All-Stars, two All-Stars. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're finally starting to talk about trans people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's the, 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 we're all progressive watching Drag Race, but are we, you know, we're still, we're still, pushing our own needle so when you think about the country and and where our country is headed it's 
a, going to be a lot slower than even Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this with uh, my friend last night, and we were just kind of talking about, you know, just issues with women and, and you know. Oh, like oh, women? like women, yeah. Uh, and just kind of that that general thing of, like, what what we've become so aware of now and, and uh, developed a larger sensitivity to with all these dynamics and all the, you know, these gender issues and whatnot. It's like there is, like, thousands and thousands of years of, like, of solidifying this in a way of like of it being this that like moving the needle and like shifting the direction is gonna is gonna take some time and effort because like we've so much of this has just been weaved into the fabric that you have to unweave right. it you know totally um, or, yeah. or thread new fabric you know and so it just yeah. burn burn the fabric you got yeah and started you know new, yeah. on a relative scale compared to a lot of other situations and times and places you know in many parts of the United States, things are much better for women than they were before. And that's still with so many things not being good. Exactly. And so there's yeah. that. In and same with gay and people. Same right? with gay people. Yeah. And there's just that you're, you're pretty much always in the in-between, right? You're always in the stage of there's, there's work to do and work that's been done. You're never done, right. you know? So that's yeah. just like where we are in the process, but it's, it's going to take longer than any of our lifetimes. We'll see change. But we'll see change. We'll see change. But we and we have to continue to push to make sure that change continues, right? We can't just put our heads in the sand. And it doesn't like stop. There's not like okay, now it's done. Now that's true. Now we have equality, right. and now we just float on these yeah. seas. We all do our part to keep yeah. moving it forward. Right. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. That's great. Uh, any more thoughts on uh, a spoof? There it is. I think I think those are all my thoughts. Uh, Trixie, I, she says at the end, like hopefully I'll find some fans who are into what I do. And I was like, yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully somebody <laughs> likes what you do. We'll find out. Yeah, John Cena, Tammy Brown, Larry King. Sure. You know, yeah, Larry King. Yeah, yeah I'm so into it. So yeah, so uh, I it's I'm so glad I know how things worked out for Trixie because this is a pretty sad episode for Trixie. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Oh, little tricks. Um, Marys, if you have any thoughts, uh, you can you know how to, where to find us. You can find us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com, and you can find us there. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny Also. And you can find more of me on my podcast, In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Um, I've got a I've got a fun new episode coming up on some um, horror movie music that I'm very fond of, and I'm gonna just you know a little spoiler. No, no spoilers actually. That's just a little teaser. Um, can I just ask? Can I just ask? Is do you discuss gravity? No, because it's not a horror movie, but it's a great score. Okay, that's all I wanted you to validate. Yeah, it's not a horror movie. Do people think it is? No, no, no. I just know that we've talked about that score anyway. Oh, but... it's amazing. Um, it's. Beautiful, uh, as Kennedy would say. Lip quiver, lip, lip quiver, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're quivering our lips right now, Mary. Yeah, I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm quivering my lips. I'm doing the shoulders. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and uh, you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash allrightmary, where by becoming a Matreon, you know that you can get a bonus episode every single week. Um, this month, our schedule's changed a little bit. We're kind of putting our efforts into some larger Matreon products. So if you have not gotten a Matreon in the past week or so, that's why. But we are about to do um, a little queen out on Suspiria. Oh, I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. Um, so we have a last chance lip sync. Mm -hmm. It's not landslide. Uh, it's not landslide, but we thought it would be appropriate um, 
because of Pearl kind of winning here uh, and her look for the runway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Nicole Scherzinger, Poison. Yeah, and um, I hope you brought a sweet tooth because uh, Poison's in the motherfucking Last Chance Lip Sync. <laughs> I don't know. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, next. Bye, Marys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Marys. Enjoy. Hey,